the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Difference Makers. I'm Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, AM 860, The Answer, KPAM, La Patrona 1640, 93.1 El Rey, and 104.1 The Fish. And I'd love to talk with you about getting more people back to your church, sharing about your ministry through our free online church directory and our church service live stream directory, expanding your ministry or business beyond your walls, becoming known as an authority in your field, and getting more heard on the radio, building awareness of your company or outreach by hosting our events at your location at no risk to you, marketing your message or brand directly to your target audience through the powerful online tools of Salem Surround, and most importantly, if your ministry leader or pastor could use a phone call, a word of encouragement, a cup of coffee, or connection to others, Please email Mike Lee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. And in our studios, Terry McNabb. He is the former senior pastor and revive host, 4 p.m. weekdays from 2015 to 2016 on True Talk 800. Now Terry is with Poyman Ministries, basically pastors serving pastors, while Terry himself serves as the interim pastor of Verbatim Church, which meets 10 a.m. Sundays at the Heritage Mall, and we also have Associate Pastor Tanner Ferguson from Verbatim Church. So welcome, gentlemen. How are you today? Doing great. So good to be with you again, Mike. We've done this a lot of times, and uh, you're a great host. You're back at home, Terry. Always a pleasure to have you in the house, and I hope that Catherine and Andrew and Lauren and your extended family and our old Calvary Chapel Portland family yes. is still doing well. They are doing great, and they... Hear the program. They keep track of what I'm doing through this and Facebook, and uh, we have some great relationships over the years. So I'm not at all surprised that God has led you to be the interim pastor at Verbatim Church. We've got some great people in common, some Calvary Chapel roots there. Our dear friend Kyle Mitchell, who was the drummer of Cutlass when it first launched, he and his wife Karen and their kids have moved away. So, Associate Pastor Tanner Ferguson, I know that you and Kyle were tight. So, how's yeah. it been simultaneously being happy for a friend as he and his family enter their new chapter of life, but at the same time missing them? So, how's it been for you personally, Tanner? Yeah, personally, uh, man, it's been a it's been a roller coaster. Um, I yeah, man, me and Kyle were tight. We did ministry together for. A lot of years. Um, Kyle's daughter Genevieve was the first youth kid in my in my youth program, um, so I definitely miss them. I, but I'm so happy that um, they're over in the Midwest, just living their best lives, and uh, so so happy for them. Can't wait to go see them. 
Well, Terry's been a part of the KPDQ family for years now, but let's go back to some background on yourself. So yeah. first of all, when did you first meet our pal and former lead pastor of Verbatim Church, Kyle Mitchell? Yeah, so Kyle um, Kyle was just starting to become the pastor of Verbatim Church at the time, Deaver Connor Community Church. Uh, he wasn't even teaching every Sunday yet. He was he was going back and forth every Sunday with the, the pastor that was getting ready to retire. And and at the time, my wife and I were looking for a church. And uh, this was back in 2015. And, uh, man, God kind of just put us out in the – at the time, we were out about 11 miles outside of the country, um, kind of just out in a hazelnut orchard. And uh, through work, I just ended up out there one day doing a service order and met Kyle and just said, man, I'm, I'm not sure, but – this might be my new church. Really caught Kyle off guard because Kyle wasn't expecting that, and and yeah, started going to church there. And ever since, we've just been pretty tight. So, so a little background: what ended up to be Verbatim Church in the Heritage Mall in Albany today used to be Dever Connor Calvary Chapel, a lovely, fully country church, a bit off of the beaten path from I five, at least seven miles plus, right? Yeah. And you may remember we had a Mark Lee from Third Day concert there That's after right. he fixed up the building right. and added all these wood uh, logs in the background, expanded the uh, the facility. You really did a great job with it. Thank you. Thank you. So how's the transition been going from the country church in the middle of nowhere where you had your own building to the Heritage Mall? The transition has been awesome. We're having such a great time being in such a public venue Kind of in the Heritage Mall, we have a we have an office on one side of the hallway, and then the the actual church sanctuary is on the other, which has been fun. And it's just open glass. People, we get to see people walk by, and and people will stop and open up the door and go, "What's going on in here?" I was like, "This is a church," and you know, it's it's all mixed reactions. Sometimes it's uh, well, you're allowed to put a, a church in a mall, and other times it's like, "Oh, this is so cool! I never even thought about this." Um, but overall, the transitions, it's been so good. Um, it just feels really right for our our leadership and uh, just really felt that call from God to just be in the heart of the city. And I don't think we can get much more in the heart of the city than uh, the Heritage Mall. Well, if the people aren't coming out to your country church, bringing the church to them is <laughs> That's one it, way to That's be it. the hands and feet of Christ, right? Amen. So, Terry McNabb, with all of the different churches you've seen over the years, and now especially through Poyman Ministries, how has this been for you? Did you expect to take another interim pastor job? I mean, you've been a guest speaker at so many churches. You've been the pastor to the pastors. You've been the one to say, you're going on a trip. You haven't been on one in the last three years, pastor. That's not good for you. I'll be your guest speaker. But how does a less transient role fit you at this stage of life, Terry? Well, surprisingly, you know, when the Lord's in it, it just feels right. And I didn't expect it. It's a, it's a surprise. I resigned from Calvary Chapel, Portland at the end of 2016. And I had been there 23 years. And that felt strange, but I really knew the Lord had transitioned me to to be available to help pastors and be more of a, a guest speaker at times to give pastors a day off or just to be doing a lot of coaching like I do. And I was actually at a Poyman retreat in Texas. I think it was back in June. 
when Kyle had resigned, and I got a message from another Calvary pastor, Luke Frechette, in Newport, telling me um, that that Verbatim just lost their pastor, and could I help them? And that was really a blessing, because that's why I'm available. It's just whatever the situation, to me, it doesn't it almost doesn't matter the city or the building or whatever, although Albany's great and the location we have, but to me it's the people. We're there just to do ministry, whatever is the need for the people. They need to be uh, just ministered to, whatever the situation is. And at first I was there to be a guest a couple of times, and then it was a longer stretch. And then it just seemed to to just obviously transition to become the interim pastor and it just seemed right to them. It seemed right to me. Uh, it seemed right to my wife, which is a surprise as well, that we could all just see that this is what the Lord was doing. So my kids, even. Would you take that as a confirmation from yes, God that abso- Catherine absolutely. and your family were on the same page with you about Absolutely, because whatever I'm committed to, it affects a lot of people you know, in my family. And they could all just see it happening. And so it, it's it's kind of... It was a surprise, but it's exciting, and I just feel urgent from the Lord to just just be available to help stabilize and strengthen the church and get ready for what's coming, because um, the location we have is great. They did an amazing job at building out the space and everything that was needed to make it a really nice uh, facility for people to come, and the visibility is great, and I'm just... Um, the question I just ask when I'm there is, what is the work God wants to do through this church uh, in Albany? And here we are. So, Tanner, would you say that Verbatim Church's congregation has been as receptive to Terry as I might think? Uh, yeah, totally. Um, man, it was definitely such a blessing to have Kyle the last seven years, and uh, it's been awesome to just have Terry come in and and just teach the the word again um terry took us through philippians and now he's taking us through luke um it's just awesome kyle and terry have such different leadership styles and uh i think it's awesome that god's just uh god's really bringing us uh such a different leader in that i think just his timing to kind of the next chapter of verbatim the next season that verbatim church is in god's just brought Terry, who has all this leadership experience and is really just pouring into the leadership of the church and 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 just helping strengthen us and in ways that are just different from ways that that Kyle was uh, able to do. So, so you called me the interim pastor, but in my mind, I'm not there for a few months, you know, to find a new pastor and leave. It's longer term. It could be a year, a couple of years, or longer. I just feel like. There is just an important work to prepare this church, even if I'm there for three to five years, whatever. I I don't want them to feel like I'm in and out, that word interim. I'm really the senior pastor, however long that is required of me. Well, I love your obedience and just your willingness to dive straight in. I, I love it, too. How well our pal, Pastor Josh Adams of Fruitland Community Church in Salem, was telling me that your coaching for him was such a godsend. It was good having you and Josh in that was an amazing for a previous story. interview. That was a good time. So what do you think 
is the future for verbatim church. Do you think that the Heritage Mall in Albany is the place for the church to remain? Yeah, I would say I would love that if that's what God's got for us. It's such a neat location, and we've only been there 10 months. There's still things that, you know, we have uh, goals that we want to do. I know the mall has really enjoyed having us there. We have a trunk or treat coming up that the malls basically every year, they, they've always done their own trick-or-treat thing, and they kind of just said, we're not going to do that this year. If you guys want to just do whatever it is you're doing. So it's been really cool having that relationship with the the mall, who uh, the mall struggled, honestly, in recent years. It kind of just says every shopping mall has struggled a little bit to to bring people in. That It's really cool to see that the church just work with the mall and, and bring other people in and, and help them with these events. Um, That's so unusual, don't you think, just to have that kind of relationship with a mall. I've, I've owned retail stores in shopping malls, and they're not always fun to work with. So Terry McNabb working alongside Poyman Ministries in addition to doing what you do full-time in real estate. Yeah. Have you found that you've had to juggle your priorities, and are you still able to pastor pastors through Poyman, or are yes. more of your duties along the lines of verbatim? Well, it's been it's been 50-50. I st- I'm at the church a few days a week. I still live in Vancouver, but I'm going to transition to Albany. And as we are working things out, my plan is to have a home down there. And I'll still have a, my my house uh, in Vancouver. Um, and I just need to be there more. Um, I'm all in for, with Verbatim Church. Uh, but as well, I'm still working with pastors to coach them. I'm talking to pastors every day, two or three a day. I have coaching appointments. I have appointments tomorrow, and I'm coaching pastors in Texas, California, uh, Georgia, uh, Idaho, eastern Washington. In fact, I took a break this weekend, a break uh, I Tanner preached this weekend, and I tagged him, and I said, you you need to do this. I was in uh, Ellensburg, Washington over the weekend, uh, it's, it's, and it's really, it's really good for me to keep my pulse on the bigger picture of what's happening during COVID with the churches, um, because there's a, just so much shifting and movement with churches in general during COVID. Uh, I left last Thursday, visited with Calvary Pastor in Toppenish, Washington. Little church there has exploded during COVID. And uh, I'll tell a quick story if you have time for it. Um, a lot of gangs and gang members in Toppenish. It's a, a agricultural community. And dur- during a break in the service with the pastor, Dallas Sandoval said, everybody say hi to your neighbor. He stepped down off the platform to say hi to a man over to the, his right in the sanctuary. And this man points to a man across the sanctuary and says, does that guy go to church here? He says, yeah, that he's been going to church here for a few months. And he said that those two men were in rival gangs and used to shoot at each other's houses. And now they're both saved and in the same church. And he went over and hugged him. Well. I love hearing stories like that. Is that an amazing Terry. story? Oh, yeah. So I, then I went from there. I met with uh, the pastor, the Calvary in Yakima. They're doing great things there. Then I went up to Ellensburg. I did an all-day Saturday ministry training session. 
um, because that church has gone from 150 to 600 uh, just in the past year during COVID, and they're they're scrambling to know how to how to run a bigger church, and it's a privilege just to get to go and help them coach their all of their leaders for how to pull together in a, a unified plan to really minister to all these people. So I love it. I feel like this is an extension of what I'm doing with pastors. Uh, it's not a distraction. It really fits well together. And talking to other pastors helps to keep me energized and fresh. And, you know, when I come back and talk with Tanner and the guys at, at Verbatim, and I can share Sunday morning, here's what the Lord's doing. You know, this might be a, a feels like a little bit of a, a new season for Verbatim, moving from Deaver Connor in to this mall. A lot of changes, COVID, and now a change of pastor. And all those things can be hard on a church. But let's just, let's trust the Lord and see what He's doing. And God's brought us here for a reason. Great advice from Pastor Terry McNabb, alongside Associate Pastor Tanner Ferguson. Join them at Verbatim Church, 10 a.m. Sunday mornings in Albany at the Heritage Mall. With more information on Verbatim at verbatim.church. That's verbatim.church. And pastors, you are not alone. PoymanMinistries.com has all the details about Poyman Ministries. It is a non-denominational service of pastors helping pastors. More with Terry and Tanner next on Difference Makers. Welcome back to Difference Makers. Mike Lee here with Terry McNabb and Tanner Ferguson of Verbatim Church, inviting you to the Heritage Mall, which is where Verbatim Church meets in Albany, Sunday mornings at 10 with more information on the church at verbatim.church and more information on the Poyman Ministries group at the website poymanministries.com, which is spelled P-O-I-M-E-N ministries.com. And Terry, as an old friend who's been connected to so many churches over the years, from Calvary Chapel, Portland, to Crossroads, Vancouver, to all of these churches that you're helping at through Poyman Ministries, can you give us your view from 30,000 feet of how tough it's been on the pastors over the last couple of years in particular, and how we, the church, brothers and sisters in Christ, can lift up our churches and our ministries and our leadership in a time where, I hate the expression unprecedented, but it really has been an unprecedented time when it comes to the pandemic and closures and stuff, right? And that's what I want to share about. Oh, please do. We've been here before. Um, It is stressful on the churches. It's stressful on us, you know, to figure out how we can best serve the people that come and have safety protocols uh, and I think having that big picture view, it's it's the forest for the trees. When I pastored a church, I would be so immersed in the details of the weekend, the week out, the sermon preparation. You get so caught in the weeds that you don't have the big picture view. And whenever you're able to back off and see the big picture, the view is completely different. Of course, this is hard, and not to say this isn't hard on pastors and churches, 
but we remember that God allows a shaking or refining for his purposes. We have no idea to say this God did or didn't do anything, but we we know Romans 8.28, and God can take all things and work them together for good. Our part is to love him and to be called according to his purposes. So I'm in charge of those two two things. Uh, Do I love him and do I want his purpose? And what I can say is that that many churches have had to rethink and redo how they do ministry. Well, that's good when you when we know the tendency for churches to get into ruts. How are, we have meetings and strategy sessions. How can we make things new in our church that is 10 or 20 or 30 years old? The truth is we want God to do a new thing as long as he doesn't change anything. We just we just like it to be comfortable and familiar. But God, do a new work. Well, God refines things, and this is one of the ways that God does it. COVID has been used, I think, by the Lord to shake it up. And what we do know is that it, so maybe some churches have closed, maybe some few pastors have resigned, but I can also tell you that Many churches are growing and have exploded during this time. And churches that never would have streamed a service, suddenly when they couldn't meet, the pastor would put his his smartphone on a stand and teach a Bible study to his phone. And suddenly they have an online presence that they didn't have before. They would discover that they might have had 80 people sitting in Sunday morning. And now all of a sudden they tell me, Pastor Terry, I've got 300 people watching on Sunday mornings. So nobody's there, but attendance online has gone up. Giving has gone up for some of these churches. People who were pew sitters are calling and saying, Pastor, what can I do to help? Can I call people? Can I go visit people? And so there's all this new fruit on the vine, all this this new, really, uh, activity, I think, that's from the Lord. And then, you know, the other perspective that I think is fascinating, Pastor Chuck, Chuck Smith used to say that our American church history has this pattern of revival about every 50 years. So this is precedented. And in fact, the last big revival in America was the Jesus movement uh, that was on the heels of the social chaos of the 60s. So when you look at all the the chaos today and in the social justice movements, the political chaos, the rumors and threats of war around the world, we have been here before. People are desperate for answers, and when they try all these other things to get answers, and when they find out it, it they won't get an answer in these other things, the Lord is there to meet them. And 50 years before the Jesus movement, there was social chaos and a revival. That was the Pentecostal revival, the Azusa Street revival. There was also a pandemic at that time. This was 100 years ago, the Spanish flu. And everything around that was very much like COVID, shortage of law enforcement, quarantines. A lot of these things 100 years ago were very similar to today. 
then 50 years before that were the the times of the great awakenings which came over three waves and uh, i think the third wave was around 50 years approximately before the azusa street revivals and that also was around a lot of social unrest dealing with slavery so this unprecedented thing that we're going through is very precedented. Terry, we, we have been here. Terry, now that you're also working in real estate, this is definitely a trend, like the housing market yeah, when you think yes. about it. <laughs> yeah, real estate's crazy and stressful, and uh, I, I am doing that. I'm doing that less with all the ministry that's happening. I tend to do a lot of real estate with friends and ministry pastors, elders. I will arrive at a church to help them through a situation, and one of the elders will say, you know, I need to move from Hood River into Portland because of I'm going to go on staff at a church. That happened a couple of years ago. I'll, I'll help a pastor over on the coast buy some property. And so that my real estate and my poiman ministry tend to go hand in hand, a lot of real estate with people I know in ministry. So last we spoke about verbatim, it was with former moved away Pastor Kyle Mitchell. So Tanner Ferguson, how is the church body doing? I know that a lot of churches have actually had their numbers go down across the country. Yeah. But we've had some exceptions. I yeah. mean, one of my friend's churches only closed for three weeks, and then they got creative. Maybe they did surfaces on the lawn or like a drive-in or in the parking lot, and my one friend's church actually has greater numbers now than it did before the pandemic as a result. It seems that there might be some correlation between the churches that didn't meet in person for a long time being more affected. So has it been for verbatim overall? It's been really good, um, I would say. Yeah, and uh, just touching on uh, meeting and <laughs> and being close for covid Kind of something unique that we did during COVID was uh, decide to sell our church building out in the country and, and move into the heart of the city. And so some of that not meeting time for us ended up being a uh, time we needed anyway to to get some stuff out of the our building and get it ready to be sold. And, and we had a few weeks of uh, really not having a place to go between transitions and the Space we're in in the mall is a former Sears, and we had to wait for their lease to run out. And so in between, we did have to get creative. And, and uh, man, what a blessing that Verbatim Church kind of didn't know a pandemic was coming, but did kind of invest in some good live streaming equipment uh, Easter of 2019. So kind of just a few months before the pandemic hit, we were we kind of had a few months ahead of the game to get our live stream up and running and, and make it look really good. So... During that time, uh, during COVID, we uh, we actually set up in Kyle's garage. We set up a whole little uh, studio in Kyle's garage. We took all of our live streaming equipment, all of our microphones. We had a little studio that would fit two musicians, and and we did live stream church from a garage for a season. And it was really it was a really cool season. Um, but yeah, our man, our church body's awesome. Um, and honestly, it's a scary thing to go through a pastoral transition sometimes. It's a, it can be a really scary thing and a really scary thought. And, uh, but, and to be honest, it's our church is just, uh, I think they see so many awesome things happening at Verbatim Church. And, 
um, just really bought into to what's going on at the mall. And, and we haven't seen a lot of, uh, a lot of people leave. We've actually seen people inviting people and, and our numbers are steady. And I, and man, thank God for that. Cause COVID is still a thing. And, and we do still have some online numbers. And, uh, I think a lot of other things that we're seeing is, uh, as things start to maybe slowly open up, uh, you know, people are going out and getting their trips in that they haven't been to in, mm-hmm. uh, a, you know, a year plus. So we're seeing some of that and schools opening back up and sports starting again. So all of that stuff, you know, as I think affecting people and how they come to church and uh, it's just interesting to see it all play out. But yeah, it's been really awesome. Well, Tanner, I'm glad that you and Verbatim were a little bit ahead of the curve when it came to video tools and live streaming because so many of the rest of us had to kind of learn on the fly yeah. and buy extra cameras or cell phone equipment. And now that there is such a strong contingency of people attending church online for various reasons, do you both find that there's a new community that you want to address any differently because they're not showing up in person yet? Or maybe they're across the country. How do you shepherd people that you don't really see face-to-face? Yeah, and that's I mean that's a good that's a good question and and something Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't Yeah. I think uh, we're just learning right, that. Right. Honestly, you know? something that we could probably do better because we do have a I know of at least two or three people um out of state that watch Verbatim Church every Sunday mm. um and call us us home and and that's something that we're kind of learning for the first time is like how do we kind of like reach these people on on kind of that next level and uh it's it's a challenge but I think it's a Pretty awesome challenge. So yeah, it's just the fact that it's there's these new things happening is exciting. It's not predictable. It's not routine. And you know, if I what I observe coming in, I'm the new guy here, and it's just been so easy. I just think, see, the Lord has prepared them, has prepared me, and it's just been an easy fit right away. And there just seems to be just a fresh excitement to say. Let's all just let's just all see what the Lord wants to do. Yeah. So there's no distraction on stress or loss or, you know, offenses or anything. It's just it's just really about the Lord. That's really what it should be, huh? That's, we, we so yeah, lose sight of the main thing being Jesus because we're too busy churching sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. So Tanner, how do you Observe it affecting the youth at Verbatim Church. How have they held up with things? And what suggestions would you have, especially to parents, in the middle of a, an uncertain era? Yeah, man, I'm really glad you asked about the youth because um, 10 months into being the church in the mall, um, our our youth has exploded. Our youth program has just exploded like I couldn't have even imagined. Um, I've got 30 plus students coming to youth and uh you know i don't know if it's the mall i, I just well it I does seem kind of cool on sunday mornings during announcement to say hey come to youth group wednesday night at the mall yeah it's it's we have youth group at the mall <laughs> right you can walk out our front doors and you're in the food court yes yeah. i think that's kind of cool that's really convenient too yeah. who needs a church kitchen that's right <laughs> yeah. yeah go get your big town hero right outside so yeah, youth has just really kind of just blown me away in this season, and it's brought some challenges too. 
just seeing some of these kids, and a lot of them, their parents don't come to our church. I've never even met their parents. I'd be like, where are you guys coming from? And I think what we're finding is youth out there are just curious. They're hurting. They're struggling just like uh, just like adults, and maybe even more because their schools have been shut down, and um, a lot of their social circles have just been blown up. They don't get to see their friends like they used to anymore. Um, sporting events are finally starting to take place, but even those are restrictive. Uh, well, dances, clubs, anything like that. A lot of schools aren't even doing stuff like that still to this day. So um, I think, you know, we find that our middle schoolers and high schoolers are uh, are curious. And it's really just encouraging to see some of these these students uh, show up at my youth group on a Wednesday night. We do youth on Wednesday nights that's becoming more and more not typical just because of uh, sporting events getting in the way of Wednesday nights. But we we like to leave Sunday nights open for family nights and uh, – we do some worship nights on Sunday nights. So Wednesdays work well for our church and just seeing these students, um, some of them choosing to skip out on their sporting practices to, to come to church. And uh, a lot of them don't even know just basic Bible stories and just really seeing them uh, want to plug in and want to know so much more. And uh, man, my advice to parents out there is just uh, don't be scared to talk to your kids. Um, that's what these kids want. They want to talk to someone. They want to be able to, uh, they want to be able to talk to somebody and, and ask questions. And so just be that resource for them. Um, and if parents, you don't know the answers out there, um, f- find a pastor, get them plugged into a church and help, uh, let the church help you with this stuff. Cause man, I think more than ever, our youth do need to, to find Jesus. And I think they want to, I think that's what we're, we're really seeing here is, uh, that they're just uh, they're genuinely curious as to you know what's going on here in the church. Looking forward to hearing more about what you're doing at Verbatim Church, Associate Pastor Tanner Ferguson, and if anyone with youth group age kids might be listening right now, or any junior high or high schoolers are hearing your voice. What word of encouragement would you have for them? Would you like to invite them out to join you? Yeah, it's 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, at the mall in Albany. We're there. Um, come as you are. We have a good time. Uh, generally have some snacks and stuff for you to eat up on. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you out. Thanks for the invitation, Associate Pastor Tanner Ferguson, alongside Pastor Terry McNabb. More about Verbatim Church and what we can do to impact this world coming up on Difference Makers. You're listening to Difference Makers. My name is Mike Lee. Verbatim Church meets at the Heritage Mall in Albany Sunday mornings at 10. And I get to have the pleasure of sitting with an old friend, Pastor Terry McNabb, alongside Associate Pastor Tanner Ferguson. And Tanner, I want to congratulate you on preaching. Thank you. All right. Yeah. You might see that as a fill-in <laughs> or as a stepping stone or as yeah. a starter. But you're obviously quite comfortable with you, so yeah. the rest of us are just older you when you think about That's it. That's right. So That's how right. was your preaching experience? Yeah, it was really good. Um Man, I do not consider myself a great public speaker by any means. Um, but I get better. I find myself more and more comfortable up there each each time I, I get an opportunity to go up on a Sunday and, and teach to the big crowd. 
Um, and this was no exception. I had a great time Sunday. I think my message was, was good. And, uh, man, you know, I just, you know, God calls us to, to be ready to do that. And, uh, and I was ready. So yeah, we got through it. Good feedback. I I didn't die. That's his testimony. Yes. There you go. I'm still here. Still breathing. Yeah. God, God uses us and that's, that's always true. It's the Lord that does it. That's right. Well, how many heroes of the Bible weren't gifted in the calling that God thrust them exactly. into? Yes. Yep. And I think the average person listening to such incredibly godly yet humble men as you, Tanner, and you, Terry, would see you as incredibly articulate. <laughs> so I'm not at all surprised that you did well on Sunday. So good for you. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. Keep up the good work. So how about a little background? Tanner Ferguson, associate pastor of Verbatim Church. Where did he grow up? I grew up in Newport, Oregon. Yeah, so. How was the coast for you? The coast is uh, kind of probably how the coast is right now. It's, it just doesn't ever change. It's cloudy and probably raining, and uh, yeah. It's beautiful out there, though. <laughs> it, it, I it, love it has its moments. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, growing up on the coast, it's, it's fun. It's a good time, and uh there's not a lot to do on the coast a lot of the time. You find yourself getting bored of kind of the, the tourist attractions. Sometimes I sneak into Ripley's Believe It or Not and scare tourists. Um, <laughs> sorry if, if you went to uh, the Wax Museum and had some kids jump out at you. Sorry about that. Is so, that you? That, it could have been me. It could so, have been you. <laughs> we, had to, we had to get creative for fun sometimes in uh, Newport. So That's so funny. Yeah. So tell me about your family, Tanner. Were you church-going Christians, or when did your faith introduce itself or become your own? Yeah, so um, my childhood was—I had a pretty rough childhood for a lot of my childhood. Um, My parents both, uh, about the time I was maybe 11, 12 years old, just going into middle school, um, really experienced some some addiction and— and that was tough. I have a brother and a sister. My brother's a, also a youth pastor in the town of Albany. That's been fun having a, a brother that's kind of doing the same thing over in another church in town. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, but the three of us, I, I'm the oldest of the three, and, and the three of us had, had kind of a tough upbringing at times um, as my parents struggled uh, with with some addiction. And uh, we hopped around a little bit, moved moving around. We lived in Arizona for a while, um, ended up in Newport kind of around middle school. And, uh, kind of before my parents were deep into addiction, uh, we were raised Christian and I was baptized, um, at the age of 10. And, and so we, we all grew up knowing Jesus and, and being believers, but you know, as addiction tends to do, um, kind of separates you from, from God and the church and, and we weren't getting that uh, through a lot of my years in, in school. So um, freshman year in high school, I, uh, I had a Young Life leader named Barb Wright approach me and uh, invited me to Young Life. And uh, she said there was going to be food there. And, and that was basically enough for me to be like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go check that out. And uh, started getting involved in Young Life in Newport. Um, went to their summer camp out in Eastern Oregon um, and really just gave my life back to Christ um, during that week and uh, started getting plugged in with church and uh, went to South Beach Church out in Newport. That's where Luke Frechette kind of came to mind uh, with Terry. Um, 
I really view Luke Frechette as a mentor of mine, and he was one of my first phone calls I made when I uh, found out that Kyle had quit. So, um, yeah, met my wife sophomore year. We were high school sweethearts. Um, her name's Mariah. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we've got four foster kids now getting ready to adopt them. Hopefully, man, any time. There's <laughs> just, uh, man, DHS is slow with the paperwork sometimes, but those gears are in motion. We should be adopting Adopting our four kids anytime wow. now. So congratulations. Thank I pray you. that goes smoothly for you. Yeah. So you married your high school sweetheart. I did. Did you ever have any conversations way back in high school about, yeah, let's foster and adopt kids someday? No, no, huh? Generally you don't. <laughs> um Yeah, my wife and I, we've uh we we struggled having kids. We we actually we've we've had two miscarriages. Um and uh that was something that was hard on us, and but as we just prayed through that, you know, we were just, you know, God, what, what do you, what do you want us to do about this? You know, it's, it's not our problem; it's yours. You know, we, we, we want kids, and we, uh, you know, we looked at options. We decided that God wasn't calling us to look into uh, any sort of uh, medications or treatments to to help with infertility, but God really put adoption and foster care on our hearts and uh really looking at adoption stuff and ended up being foster parents that was kind of even uh something that we weren't expecting and uh man we've we fostered 16 kids through uh through the last uh five years and uh, wow yeah man it's been really awesome to to get to just pour into some of these kids life and uh yeah i think our foster era is kind of coming to an end, though, as we get ready to adopt this sibling set of four that kind of landed on our doorstep back in. Uh, well, we've had these kids now for almost three years. They came to us Christmas 2018. So, wow, yeah, what a fitting time. Yeah, a Christmas yeah. present of four siblings all at once. Yeah, we really <laughs> there was some we knew about these kids, and and they're actually from another state, and so there was a there's a little bit more that goes into transferring foster kids from state to state. There's there's another agency involved and really good to make sure that these kids don't get lost and stuff. Mm. Um, really, really prayed that man, God bring these kids to us, uh, before Christmas. It was really important to us that we had that and God made that happen. So, well, Tanner, I'm so sorry for you and Mariah for the losses that you've endured. And I'm glad that God was able to lift you up and direct you in this direction. And I don't think it's for everybody. I firmly do not believe no. everyone is called to parent, foster, or adopt. It's hard. And, and we might not have the answers for everything, but God knows, and he's a God who loves us beyond what we can imagine, and a God that can be trusted. Yeah. So if anyone were on the fence right now thinking, maybe I would be good at this, or maybe I should prayerfully consider this, what advice would you have for prospective foster or adoptive parent candidates, Tanner? Yeah, my first advice would just be yeah, definitely uh, be praying. Um, that's that's huge. Make sure that you and your spouse are on the same page about this and um, really synced up in, in your vision. Um, and just be ready to love on these kids like, like Jesus loves on people. Um, that's what these kids need. They come from different backgrounds, um, all sorts of different traumatic experiences. Um, some have prior drug use. Um, a lot of them have, uh, developmental issues. Um, so you just have to kind of be ready for anything. And, uh, 
yeah, that would be my advice is just to, you know, make sure you have patience and, and make sure you're always just looking to Jesus as your guide for for uh, navigating these kids as you do that. You just kind of keep that Jesus mindset. Amen to that. Yeah. Associate Pastor Tanner Ferguson, I pray that it goes smoothly for you and Mariah, especially with the possibility of adopting this for some. Thank you. So, Pastor Terry McNabb, at this stage of the game, are you enjoying being a young grandparent and having family around? I am. I have uh, three daughters all in their 30s, all married, eight grandkids, and uh, it's a fun time. It's really fun. I've, uh, I, I, had, I have three sisters and three daughters, and so it's always been girls, and now I have six grandsons. And so now I get to buy cars and all boys stuff for the ones that want all that stuff. And it's karate and who knows, whatever. But it's really a fun time. I'm so glad to hear that. So are you finding it difficult with all of your travels to figure out, oh, well, when can I spend time with this set of the family? You know, my wife is an amazing organizer. And she, she tells me, okay, this date is this. And we have a, a birthday breakfast this week, and so I know when the events are. And my kids are my ki- we're we're all just fit together so well. Everybody's so supportive of each other, and the the crazy ventures we're all in. So my wife's good at coordinating it, and I'm there for most of it. I might miss something once in a while, but usually I'm there at those things. Terry's kids and. Grandkids, some of them came down to the church to visit a few weeks back, and I happened to be teaching Sunday school that morning. And I was like, "Are you guys Terry's grandkids?" And they're like, "Yeah." I was like, "How's that?" And they're like, "It's pretty good." And I was like, "Yeah, I bet." I wish I was one of Terry's grandkids. So, <laughs> you know, it's an interesting coincidence if you believe in them. You had one drummer, Pastor. Now you've got another one. I know. You know Terry drummed, right? Yeah, that's. I guess that's just a requirement. To be a yeah, I knew at when, I, church. when I was new at the church, and I'd tell them my background. I wasn't sure if they'd be excited about that or not, but uh, they let me stay. The congregation really got a kick out of it because we used to just—that was kind of an inside joke that always ran with Kyle. That because Kyle liked uh, talking about him being in a band, which is very normal. Sure, you know, if I was in a band, I'd talk about it too. But um, we used to just, oh, Kyle, were you in a band when he would start talking about it just as a joke? And <laughs> and so when the congregation found out that Terry was also a drummer in a band, we just we, we had a lot of fun with that. So. Okay. They, well, to be punny, they didn't tell me to beat it. <laughs> but it's been great. I'm so glad that you found each other and that you've got an amazing mentor in Terry McNabb yeah. to help verbatim church steer itself toward where God is calling you to next. So I hope and I pray that it goes well. So gentlemen, on our way out, is there anyone you'd like to say hi to or send a shout out to, Terry? Say hi to my wife, Catherine. Love you lots. Hey, Josh Adams in Salem. Been great working with you. You're doing an awesome job. And uh, whoever else, my parents, for bringing me this far. There you go. Tanner, take it. Yeah, uh, shout out to my dad, Oregon State Penitentiary. Hope you're listening to this. Um, my mom, uh, man, the Cazelles, my wife, Mariah, M- Maddie and Cassie. Couldn't couldn't run this church without you guys. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I should really give a shout out to all of my people. 
uh, my family from Calvary Chapel, Portland. Love you guys. Miss you. Thank you for all the years of amazing fellowship and ministry we had together. And uh, the Lord's still working. Love you. You can meet Pastor Terry McNabb and Associate Pastor Tanner Ferguson Sunday at Verbatim Church. Services start at 10 a.m. And they meet at the Heritage Mall in Albany with more information at the website verbatim.church. That's verbatim.church. And if you need the help of pastors serving pastors, Terry McNabb's specialties include pastoral counseling, encouragement, and perspective, and leadership duties. So leaders, pastors, ministers, you're not alone. Contact Poyman Ministries at the website poymanministries.com. That's poymanministries.com. And I'll leave all these links up on the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. So Associate Pastor Tanner Ferguson, Pastor Terry McGabb, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And thank you for listening to Difference Makers. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.